In today's show, I'm looking at players who might be sell-high options for trades in fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, looking at sell high trades. Remember, you're not just selling these guys for anything. You're looking to see if you can extract maximal value out of them. If you can't, you write it out. If you can, congratulations. Simple as that. Let's have a look at some sell-high options in category leagues. And let's start with Storm and Norman Powell, who, over the last two weeks, is the 18th-ranked player. He's averaging 23 points per game. He's hitting almost four threes. He's shooting 53% from the field and 91% from the line. This contrasts from the bloke who is the 106th-ranked player over the course of the season and who was outside the top 150 for a very long time. What's the difference? Well, he's starting. In his 11 games that he started this year, he has shot 51% from the field and scored 21 points per game. He's also averaged one and a half steals per game and hit 46% of his threes. In the 11 games he's come off the bench, he's averaged 10 points per game, 35% shooting. So while I can look at both of those and go, well, the shooting numbers as a starter would come down and the shooting numbers off the bench would come up, and I think both of those things are true. The fact that he plays an additional 12 minutes per game coming as a starter versus off the bench is very important to note. And this little run that he's had has been without OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG, stop OG. Uh, You better stop OG. Powell was the 68th ranked player last season. He was 223rd the year before that. He has had an up and down career. So much of what Norman Powell does comes down to shooting at unsustainably high rates. And we're seeing, look, maybe it's not unsustainably high because he's been at 60 and 63% true shooting the last two years. He started off poor this year, but he's at 71% the last two weeks. He's at 62% the last month. But a lot of it is coming as a member of the starting lineup, playing alongside Siakam and Van Vliet rather than Stan Johnson and DeAndre Bembry has a big, big impact on Powell, enabling him to get more open shots. I really don't think that they'll be able to keep him in the starting lineup because that would mean playing Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi as a full-time center, and they won't do that. So Powell will go to the bench. So not only will he lose the 35 minutes a game that he's playing, that'll go down to maybe even 24, 25, maybe 27, yeah, best case scenario, 27. But some of that shooting proficiency that we've seen from him is going to fall off. Now, the 32% that he shot coming off the bench from two is probably not a realistic expectation. That'll come up. But he's not going to be at this level. Now, you don't drop Norm Powell. But you see if there's anyone who wants to buy in on him as a top 50 player. I know he's 18th over the last two weeks. But you're never getting that value. Look, if you can, congratulations. You did really well. But you're never doing it. So looking at a top 50 sort of player. I'd trade, I'd trade Powell straight up for Ananobi. Teammate swap. No worries. <clears throat> I would trade him for uh, Devin Booker who, you know, probably not going to happen at the moment considering Booker's last two games were pretty good. Ja Morant struggling at the moment. That's an easy, easy yes. Uh, 
uh, the injured Mike Conley, Tyrese Halliburton. I'd get all those guys in exchange for Norm Powell. Lonzo Ball, probably get him as well. Let's talk about Thad Young. Obvious one as well. The last two weeks, the 43rd ranked player. The minutes have actually come down a little bit the last two games. He's played 26 and 28 minutes despite Markinen and Porter being out, which is a little bit interesting. But over the last two weeks, he's the 43rd ranked player, playing 29 minutes. The thing that really stands out is he's averaging six assists per game. Last year, he averaged 1.8. That is a monster difference. It's almost four times as much. He's still getting you the big steals. He's scoring at an okay rate. But realistically, when we look at what he's been able to do, the um, the big thing there <clears throat> is those assist numbers. And that's really sort of coming out of nowhere in terms of that overall value. So I gave you the wrong number for that. He's the 35th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's averaging 13, 6, and 6 with two steals. He's also shooting 60% from the field, and that's a career-high number as well. The free throws are off. They're 50%, but he's not a good free throw shooter. The value is coming from big steals, big assists, and big field goal percentage. And while I think the steals might stick, the assists may not. They may. They may not. Uh, and that field goal percentage, I reckon, will come down somewhat as well because he's shooting 50% from three. And uh, if we know one thing about Thad Young, he is not a 50% three-point shooter. <clears throat> but big numbers for him. He's probably a guy you look at as being a fringe top 100 guy for the rest of the season, obviously with more short-term value, value than that. See if you can do him as a um, for a top 75 player. I'd be interested in that. No worries. That's yeah, absolutely something I'd be interested in uh, in acquiring. But just see what the other players in your league want to give up. The next guy, the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Harrison Barnes has not been a good fantasy player in the past. He's had two top 100 seasons playing for Dallas, where he had a lot of usage, almost 26% usage in those seasons, and just sort of bludgeoned his way to fantasy value by scoring 19 points per game. He's at 18% usage this year. And over the last two weeks, it's at 18% as well. He's the 36th ranked player, Barnsley. How? How is he doing this? Well, he's being the most efficient Harrison Barnes that we've ever seen. 64 true shooting over the course of the season, 70% over the last seven games, 38 minutes a night over his last seven, averaging 20 and seven with four assists. And like Thad Young, his assist numbers have really spiked. Last year, they were at 2.2. Now we're at 3.5. He still doesn't get steals. He still doesn't get blocks, but he gets to the line more. He shoots better from the field. He shoots better from three. He gets more rebounds. He gets more assists, and he plays more minutes. That's all been awesome for him. I don't expect him to continue to be a 62% two-point shooter or a 46% three-point shooter, which he's done over the last seven games. The rebounds, the assists, sure, all that stuff can stick. But those shooting numbers, including 90% from the line, although he's not far off that for the season at 85%, they are using him differently in the offense. I'm just looking at those shooting numbers, <clears throat> which are likely to regress somewhat. And even if they come down from 54 and, and 90 down to 48 and 85, it's a 30, 40 rank spot drop in fantasy. And I think that's what you need to be looking at. Don't sell Barnes for a top 100 player, but if you can get a top 50 guy, sure. 
Even a top 60 player, absolutely look into doing that. Rashawn Holmes for Harrison Barnes. Give me Rashawn Holmes. DeAndre Ayton for Harrison Barnes. I'll take Ayton, even though he's had his struggles this year. Um, a slumping Malcolm Brogdon? Sure, absolutely I'll take him for Harrison Barnes. Bud Heald for Harrison Barnes? Probably would take Bud. Tobias Harris? Easily Tobias. Jarrett Allen? Probably take Jarrett. Let's look at the next guy. <clears throat> Justin Holiday. Whoever the last two weeks is the 58th ranked player, averaging 12 points per game. But he's hitting three threes, he's getting 1.6 steals, and he's shooting 82% from the line. He can be an 80% free throw guy, no problem. He's also playing 34 minutes a night, which I'm not sure is sticking, and he's shooting 46% from three on decent enough volume, hitting three threes per game. Not sure that we expect that level of efficiency to continue for Holiday. That level of three-point shooting. Um, so that's probably the big standard there. Now, he's a guy that's going to get steals. He's going to hit threes. I just don't know if he's going to do it at this volume. Um, and he's going to you know, put up some okay numbers. He's going to be pretty good for majority of this season, especially the short term with the absence of Levert and Warren. But as a top 60 guy, if I could get any top 75 player back, I would do that without really any hesitation. Find the Michael Porter manager in your league. How much are they panicking? PJ Washington? Yeah, maybe not sure about that. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, who is uh, ranked 85th this season. I would take him over Justin Holiday, even though you know, the rankings would tell you that Holiday is performing at a higher level at the moment and an equivalent level over the course of the season, which is pretty wild. Um, I would take those guys there for sure. <clears throat> Let's look at the last guy in the category leagues, and that's Gary Trent Jr., who is the 83rd ranked player over the last two weeks. 36 minutes, 20 points. I guess the thing that we can look at here and go, well, maybe that's sustainable, is the fact that he's not shooting particularly well. He is hitting threes, 45% of them. But 33% of twos is obviously horrible. But he does nothing else. We know this. Three rebounds, one and a half assists. The 1.2 steals is okay, and that's way up from his season numbers. But it's just coming with volume. 36 minutes, 22 usage, and that's because CJ McCollum is out. Now, once McCollum returns, I don't expect Trent to have anywhere near this role. He's the 199th ranked player this season. So trying to get him for any top 120 player, I think is the move here. Whether you can pull that off or not remains to be seen. Giggity! But that's what, that's what I'd be looking at, what I'd be attempting. Let's look at some points leagues, uh, sell highs now. Brandon Ingram, over the last two weeks, is the 21st ranked player, averaging 43 points per game. 49, if you look at the last week. How's he doing that? Well, the blocks are way up. In his last three games, he's had six blocks, and that's elevating his numbers. <clears throat> he's averaging 27 points as well. Rebounds are up, and assists are up. He's playing the same minute, so it's just a spike in those peripheral stats from Ingram. He's the 32nd ranked player this season. Um, I'm not sure he's even going to necessarily be that good. He could be, very easily. But part of how he has improved on that number is by increasing rebounds, assists, and blocks with scoring efficiency going up as well. Al Horford, over the last week, over the last two weeks, he's the 37th ranked player. He's averaging 39 fantasy points per game. He's at 31 for the season. 
I think he's more of a guy we look at as a top 70-ish sort of player. He's averaging um, 18, 7, and 4 with 1.8 steals and 1.3 blocks. And there's the thing that stands out. 1.8 steals. Very, very high. He's at 0.9 this season. He's was at, what, 0.8 last year, 0.9 the year before that, 0.6 the year before that. So he's not double. He's not going to be a double steals guy or a triple steals guy from where he's been in the past. Look to sell him for a top 65 type of player. A guy that's averaging around your 33 fantasy points, I think would be the right move for Horford. And get yourself a little bit of a bonus there because he's playing at a high level. Remember, he also sits back-to-backs. <clears throat> Got Thad Young as a um, sell high in points leagues as well for the same reasons that I mentioned in category leagues. And the same thing for Harrison Barnes. Malik Beasley's also a sell high. Over the last week, he's averaging 41 fantasy points per game. He has been sentenced to 120 days in jail, but that will be served after the season. So no risk of a suspension there. For those 41 points per game, he's averaging 25 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Now, he is their second best player, the Timberwolves. I think he can be a top 70 sort of player, probably around 32 fantasy points per game. But when Towns comes back, he will use, he will lose usage. Even having D'Angelo Russell in the team will cause him to lose usage. And a lot of his game is based on that. He's been very impressive this year. There's no denying that at all. But if we're just looking for where we can just edge a couple of rounds of value, 10, 20 spots of value in a trade, Beasley's numbers at the moment, they are riding sky high with 41 fantasy points over the last four games. And he's someone you can look at. Yeah, he's shooting 44% from three there. Weirdly, only 63 from the line, <clears throat> but there is, is some room to, to um, get value. He's hitting five threes per game as well, which is probably not going to be able to stick. So there are some sell-high guys for uh, category leagues and points leagues. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Hit the bell for notifications. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>